Welcome, anxious humans. I'm Stacey Sorgen, and this is the Anxious Entrepreneurs Podcast. If you are a warrior, an overthinker, someone who plans for every option and iteration of life, you are in the right place. In each episode, we'll explore what makes us unique, weird, and awesome, and how it might be exactly what helps us succeed as entrepreneurs. What if our so-called flaw is actually a tremendous gift and attribute? Let's dig deeper. It's nice to meet you. Hello, amazing humans. Welcome to the Anxious Entrepreneurs. I am Stacey Sorgen, and I'm so excited to introduce you to our amazing guest today. Our guest is none other than Natalie Siebert. She is the owner and operator of Shine Your Light Design, and she has so many amazing tips and tricks and just such good insight on becoming an entrepreneur. She is about a year and a half into her entrepreneurial journey. And I just love how passionate she is about what she does, what she brings to the world and all of her magical creativity. Please enjoy as we talk to Natalie. Hi, Natalie. I am so glad that you're here today. Thank you so much for, for coming on today to talk a little bit with us about you and all the amazing stuff that you do. Please tell the amazing listeners and anxious entrepreneurs who you are, where you're from, what you do. Sure. Hey, Stacey. I'm so happy to be here with you. I adore you. So this is awesome. Thank you. My I name is... too. <laughs> I love it. Uh, my name is Natalie Siebert, and I'm the owner of Shine Your Light Designs, a creative company here. I'm in Maple Valley, Washington, just outside of Seattle. And I've been running this creative business for about a year and a half, completely um, away from doing it as a side hustle. So that's exciting. That is fantastic. Tell me a little bit or tell everyone, because I kind of know a little bit of it, but tell us what were you doing before that became your side hustle and then before it became your your full-time gig? Okay. So I was in the corporate world for about 13 years as a graphic designer for a spirits and wine distribution company. So it was a really fun career. Um, but I think after you know, after being there 13 years and feeling like I was working my way up the ladder, I finally got to a point where there wasn't anything else that I wanted to accomplish there. And I still have this strong desire to learn and grow and what, think about what's next. Um, so eventually it started getting to like, hey, maybe I go out on my own and maybe I leave this security of <laughs> this corporate job. And so that was super scary. Um, and something that I worked towards for a couple of years before I, I finally took, took the leap. So, um, but now what I'm doing is I specialize in helping other businesses to really stand out from the crowd 
by using my creative services like chalkboard menus for a lot of bars and restaurants. That's what I started doing. Like I said, with the spirits companies, I would help those brands really stand out by creating bottle shots and menus for a lot of the restaurants that would feature their products. And then I also do graphic design. So I help with branding for new entrepreneurs. And I've also started doing more mural work, which has been really fun too. I love seeing all of these creative outlets that you have. And like, not only are you doing the graphic design and like utilizing technology for that, but I love that you're like, yeah, I'll paint the windows at your store, or create the cool chalkboard that hangs above your coffee shop or um, have you always yeah. been this creative and did, did that influence the decision to go into this line of work? I knew early on as a little kid that I always wanted to be an artist when I grew up. So, um, in high school, when I started taking more commercial art types of classes, our teacher told us, okay, if you want to make money as an artist, you need to be a commercial artist. So I said, okay, that's what I'm going to do then. And so <laughs> that was my focus throughout college is to figure out how to do this and make money because that was the only option for me. You know, I just, as far as I've had other, you know, side jobs, you know, sales positions and working at restaurants and as being a server or a busser, um, you know, a lot of us go through that as we're, um, growing up and going through college and high school, but um, I knew that my career had to be in art. It was just the only way. And so I think I love to dabble in lots of different art forms. So that's really helped me recently to be able to pivot because I've not been afraid to try something new in different art forms. Um, you know, before working at the spirits company, when they started to ask me, Hey, do you know how to do chalk artwork because the guy that we're sending work to is pretty backlogged. Would you want to try it? And I really hadn't worked in chalk since maybe high school, but I said, okay, I'll try it. You know, <laughs> and so sure enough, uh, you know, looking back at my first one, of course, I think it's terrible, but you know, they loved it. <laughs> right, we, right. Can, we can be so critical of ourselves, but I'm sure that they loved it. And your, your artwork is amazing across all platforms, across all um, modalities, you know, creating art. It's, it's incredible to see what you put out into the world and just how creative your mind is. I'm just thinking of this awesome window display that you just did. There's a business that's down and is it in Maple Valley as well? Yes. Yes. It's a coffee shop and the windows are spectacular. And it, it just blows my mind that you have this incredible talent that you've been able to harness both like <laughs> with technology and in the real world, you know, just being able to use paint on a canvas or on a board or, or on a window. I like that you mentioned that you worked kind of behind the scenes in a lot of these industries too, you know, being a server in a restaurant or being a host or hostess, you know, right, you kind right. of get to know the inside of a, of a business. And I feel like, does that help you along with what you do now? Like knowing what people are looking for, having been on the inside of some of these businesses? I know the types of questions that the clients ask when they come in or what they're looking for. I mean, even myself as a consumer, like going to a restaurant, if I sit down and there's no menu or there's nothing there, it's like, what do I want? I don't know. 
you know, I can't think of it. Absolutely. No. Or, or like that we're susceptible to, or that we're influenced. Let's say we're influenced yes. by beautiful artwork. You know, the suggestion of some rosé all day, I'm always going to take that right? suggestion. You know, beyond kind of wanting to grow a little bit more than the industry would allow you to working in another business, what were some of the reasons that you had for wanting to become an entrepreneur and and start your own business? Sure. Yeah. Um, So I think along the way, I started to realize also that the company was you know, moving in a different direction. Um, they'd been bought out. And so, you know, there was a lot of leadership changes and a lot of things just in in flux and not always in alignment with how I wanted to run my business or, you know, how I wanted to work. So that was also a big motivator to go, okay, I can go do this my way and talk to the clients the way I want to and really connect with them a little bit more. How did that journey go for you from making the decision that you wanted to start off on your own and start your own business? So as I was doing some graphic design work and some things on the side as a side hustle, um, I was also taking business classes and trying to do as much as I could on my own, going to seminars, getting a business, hiring a business coach, you know, to help me set up, you know, cause I didn't know what there was. And I always thought growing up, like, oh my gosh, you need an MBA or something to run your own business. Like I'm not smart enough for that. Or, you know, you, we all have our own negative self-talk. Right. So I always thought, oh gosh, no, I could never, I could never do that. I've never taken finance classes. I, you know, I don't know accounting, you know, so I had all these, you know, blocks up of why I couldn't run my own business. That just seemed daunting. So I think I just started researching more. And once you start seeing other people doing things, then you start going, oh, okay, well, they're doing it. So I think I could do it too. You know, and you start gaining that momentum and confidence. And then I had clients asking me to do more. And so that helps when you know that somebody wants your services, right? And so it kind of forced me to go, okay, I need to learn QuickBooks. Okay, I need to learn this. And so once I started getting a lot of those foundational pieces in, I did. I went to the leadership at the um, company I was working for and said, hey, you know, I know that we're trying to be a bit more lean here. What if I start doing part-time or, you know, it even started with, what if I just take every Friday off? What if I start doing part-time work and I give more of the work to the rest of the team, you know, because I was um, the team lead. So that they said, yeah. So for a while I was able to really take the time to invest more into my own business. And then I also have two young kiddos in school and that helped me to not be stretched super, super thin, working a 40-hour job and then doing my side hustle and then doing all the mom stuff, right? So it helped me kind of start to balance a little bit better. Yep. And can you share, I don't think I even know this, what what was the, the spot that you got to when you thought like, now it's time, now it's time to make this full yeah. jump yeah. into my business. Do you rem- remember what it was? I do. Yeah. 
we initially had um, essentially a contract of me, okay, I was going to do this part-time for about three months. Let's see how it goes. Um, I wanted to, when we got to the end of it, I wanted to continue with it. And they said, no, you know, we'd really like you to come back full-time. And I said, okay, then it must be time for me to go. <laughs> it's too wonderful being able to work on my own projects and be at home more with my kiddos. Uh, I just couldn't go back. So I knew, okay, it's time to jump. But it was scary, but did it. Ah, you jumped and didn't look back. It's been amazing to see you and be your friend through that process and to see you grow and to have moments when you're really scared. And then the next month you're like, I made my goal. I made my right. month. And yeah. <laughs> How have you been able to balance the ups and downs of becoming an entrepreneur and running your own business? What does it look like for you? Sure. Um, in the beginning, it was very nerve wracking going, thinking about, okay, well, I have a project now, but what about next month? What about after that? You know? And so really trying to stay in an abundance mindset has been huge for me. If I start grasping or start thinking about, okay, what's next, what's next, or getting into that scarcity mindset, it's just, it doesn't work. Abundance of the universe or God will just bring me the right next project and the right next client, you know, and really just being aware of what's out there and how to pivot, you know, right? Because of COVID, obviously I wasn't doing chalkboards and menus for restaurants anymore because they, nobody was coming inside. So I thought, okay, well, what can I do? Well, people are outside. They're trying to do outside dining. Okay. What if we do, what if I learn windows? You know, I've seen, I've been watching it for a while. Other people do them and I thought, okay. And I just went on to, you know, YouTube university and learned the, the right materials to use. You know? And I was like, okay, I can do this. And then went and got all the things and got a client. And then that led to another client. And yeah, it, I feel like the universe will provide, right? Absolutely. And it, it does seem like that, that the more that I try to, you know, pigeonhole or like, you know, grab on like, oh gosh, I've got to hang on to this because what if this doesn't yeah. work out? It's, it's just like, it's like sand through my fingers. Oh, yeah. And, you know, as much as I want to keep it there, it just, you know, falls and it's so hard to, to hang on to. Um, but I feel like when I'm open, when I follow my intuition, which seems like something that you do a lot as well, yes. you know, like, oh gosh, this isn't working right now. What do I have to do in order to change, to meet the current market need? What could that look like? What could I learn? What service could I provide using your intuition to guide you? I do the exact same thing. And I feel like that's always when I'm successful. It's just leaning into what are my strengths and how can I bring that to people? Totally. I'm so glad that you're here today and I hope that you're enjoying this episode of The Anxious Entrepreneurs. Today I'm launching something new. It's a small business shout out because I love to support small business. Today I am shouting out our guest, Natalie Siebert of Shine Your Light Design. You can find her at shineyourlightdesign.com. And you might be interested to know that she created the graphics for this very podcast. So if you're looking for someone for graphics, for branding, for a new logo, to create artwork for your office, you know where to go. Thanks so much for listening. And we're back now to Natalie. La, 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 la. 
So you've done a lot of different things. You've done commissioned art as well during this time too. I have. I actually had some great neighbor friends that commissioned me to do some portraits, uh, um, acrylic painting portraits on canvas for them. So those were really fun. Um, Yeah, just I kind of just opened myself up to, you know, what possibilities are there? (laughs) What can I do? And of course, there are things that I have to say no to that are maybe aren't in alignment. But otherwise, I've been pretty blessed with being able to keep busy. So I'm very thankful. I love seeing you do all of this and then seeing your kids watching you do all of this. I feel like you have two little entrepreneurs at home who are coming up with like their own little businesses with the beadwork and like (laughs) and and all of this amazing stuff. Like, how does that feel to know that you could potentially be inspiring like this next generation of entrepreneurs and and kids watching their mother who know that this is possible? Oh, I think it's awesome. Like, I didn't really realize it as much until, you know, sometimes people point it out to me and go, hey, did you, did you know you just taught your daughter how to be an entrepreneur, you know, because she wanted to create keychains. Oh, it's the cutest thing. So my daughter, when she was in kindergarten, she wanted to raise money for the shelter kitties to get them ping pong balls to play with. <laughs> it was the cutest thing ever. Cutest thing. And little blankets for them because when she was in a Girl Scouts, they went and toured, I think, the shelter and she saw that they needed toys and blankets. So she wanted to raise money for them. So we had this little charm and bead kit and so she thought well what if I start making keychains and I sell them for a dollar and you know and then it just snowballed and then of course our friends and family were like that's the cutest thing ever and you know bought up all her keychains you know and I I said well maybe we make them more than a dollar because we're we're not really making much money for these kitties here so you know eventually we got to five dollars for a keychain you know but it was great we even would set up a booth at the local farmer's market and so we had to teach her about you know being also a salesperson for your brand and how to just show up even when it's cold out and you don't want to be there but it was great it was a really great experience for her yep i love i love hearing that and how like the entrepreneurial spirit travels and and once your girls see you doing what you're doing and following your passions and your creativity allowing them that opportunity too is so cool and yeah I have several of their keychains and magnets <laughs> <laughs> thank you for being a supportive client <laughs> yes so I would love to dig in with you a little bit about um, what were some of the things that you worried about um, I am not sure whether or not you experience anxiety Um, As I do, I have clinical anxiety and generalized anxiety disorder. I'm wondering Um, if this has ever come up for you and business, maybe as you're getting started or worried about things or as you transition into different areas of your business, what does that look like for you as anxiety potentially comes up? For sure. Yeah, I don't have clinical anxiety, but of course there were many anxious moments and times when I didn't know if it was the right thing to do. You know, I, I worried about a lot of things that were not 
mind to worry about, I think. Um, so some of that being how would other people react or how would, you know, how would this affect my family and my marriage? And of course, those are things that are, are mine to worry about, but also, you know, how would my husband feel about this if it wasn't successful or something? Um, and of course he's always been super supportive, but, you know, sometimes he would ask me like, well, what's your, he's more business-minded, you know, and technical. And so, and I'm very much go with my heart and what my intuition tells me. So <laughs> I've learned a little bit more about that, but he would ask me, okay, well, what's your business plan and your financial plan? And I would almost just start crying because I'm like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, do I have to have all this together right now in order to have this dream or in order to get started? I didn't, you know, think yeah. about that. That was me in the beginning too. Just feeling like I'm going to get the ball rolling and see what happens. <laughs> and there's a lot of people who are the other way. Like, let me, let me think about this for years and work out all of the details before I begin. And I just, I just jumped and it sounds like you did a little too. I asked for guidance from a lot of friends and coaches. And of course you were there with me along the way. Um, And so I think searching out mentors and people who have gone before you or are in the arena as well, you know, asking them advice um, and getting guidance and things like that is super, super helpful. Like what's next for you? What are you aspiring to? And what do you think you'll do when restaurants and places open up again? Yeah. I realized recently that I really love doing mural work and being very creative with those. Um, I've done quite a few logo murals for businesses, like for yourself and for other coaches and local businesses, which I still love doing, but I would like to do more just really, really creative murals, either for people in their homes, spaces, or even offices and retail shops. Those are really fun for me. So I would love to be able to do more of those. Um, Yeah. Where do you see Shine Your Light design being in 10 years from now? I would like to employ other artists and give them the opportunity to share their gifts and really help our whole community just be, just be beautiful. You know, like we just, I just love sharing uh, creativity and just making beauty and improving spaces. And I, I just love the feeling when the client comes in and they're like, Oh my gosh, I love it. You know, and they just, they couldn't even envision that this could change the space so much. And it does. And then they just get tons of compliments from clients and people just loving the space. So that, that makes me feel good to be able to offer that service. And so it would be great to bring in more creative minds and artists to be able to join in that effort. Do you remember your first mural? You know, I did them in my own house, you know? Yeah. So probably the first one I ever did was in my living room of our first house. I painted purple flowers (laughs) on this wall, this yellow wall. And my husband's so sweet. He's like, okay, whatever. You know, the walls are your canvas. Just go for it. So we had purple flowers on our wall for a while. Yeah. I was curious if you could tell me a little bit about what you like and maybe don't like about being an entrepreneur. You've been at this now for a year and a half, right? Yes. 
Well, of course, we've had interesting times, of course, you know, <laughs> during this journey, right? So being an entrepreneur, I have loved being able to be flexible and not have to worry about a, a boss or somebody that I'm letting somebody else down, I think, um, or that I'm not there for them fully or th- things like that. So being able to be there for my kids more when, you know, school wasn't in session anymore. So I could just be here and I could work on projects whenever I had the downtime, you know, sometimes it's late at night, sometimes it's during their lunchtime, you know, it's whenever I can get it in. So I really like being able to have that time flexibility that has been wonderful. Um, Thing that's challenging is also if you don't put it in the work, <laughs> you don't get paid, right? So if you do take some time off, you know, you have to be aware that, okay, maybe this is going to be a lower month, but maybe I'm trading that off for being able to have so much more time with kids or family or house. You know, obviously you had mentioned that we moved also during this year. So that was a time where I wasn't taking a bunch of clients on, you know, those few weeks of packing and moving and things like that. So being able to have that flexibility is wonderful. I love that. When you find that you are running up against challenges in your business, as you continue to learn, where do you go for help? Yeah, I generally reach out to a lot of my girlfriends that are also entrepreneurs. You are one of them, of course. You've been a wonderful support. Um, I've been really blessed to surround myself with a lot of strong women that have a lot of you know, they really want the best for, we want the best for each other. So we're there for each other with advice, support, prayer, whatever we might need. So though that's, that's been wonderful saving grace. And of course my husband has been a wonderful support. So I'm always quick to ask his advice on, on those technical things (laughs) that I don't always want to think about. Um, So he's been great with that too. Um, Logistical things. Um, He's been great at helping me set up a workshop in our garage. He's helped me bring in big tools or set up new lights for me. So he's been wonderful support with that as well. I love hearing that when people who launch themselves into what can potentially be a really scary field, right? Like your own business. Sometimes you can feel like you're on an island doing everything yourself. I felt like that myself for a long time. Um, But we kind of pick up these people along the way who are just our super fans. Um, They could be friends. They can be people with their own businesses. And then, you know, family and friends that just support us. And I love to see so many people rallying around you. I'm such a, you know, I'm team Natalie. I'm team Natalie. of all the amazing stuff that you do. And I just have to say that it's been awesome to see your your evolution from this being an idea kind of in the corner of your mind talking about like, what if, what if I wasn't this? And then approaching leadership and saying like, what if I was to go part-time? And then talking with your husband, what if, and then your friends. And I've been so grateful and honored to be included in that group that you look to for support. What is it that you think has helped you get this far? And what's the best way that you find support in others? Yeah, I 
think helping me get this far has been the mindset of being able to grow, you know, not being stuck on, oh, I have to find new chalkboard clients. It's like, okay, well, so-and-so needs branding. Are you willing to help? Heck yeah. You know, I love doing that too. So just being open to what other creative endeavors I can help with. If I have, you know, the skills, maybe I don't know the program yet. Okay. I'll go learn it. You know, maybe I don't know how to paint windows yet. Okay. I'll learn how to do that. You know, just having that growth mindset that yes, you can pivot. Yes, you can. You don't have to know your your full roadmap of, you know, all the services you're going to provide in the next five years. You'll learn that as you go. You know, new clients will come in and they'll ask you, hey, can you also do this? And that will stretch you a little bit more. Right. And so by the end, I think I'm sure you think that too, right? Like when you first started, you're maybe you're offering things now that you didn't start offering in the beginning. And that's just, I think a natural part of the progression of a business. It's like, well, okay, well, what are, what are people needing now? What do they want? You know, and then what's also lights you up. You know, I love painting. I love creating. I love doing graphic design. So these are some of my passions that I'm super grateful to be able to combine and use to help lots of different clients. I agree. I've totally been stretched by people asking me, could you come into my workplace and provide a lunch and learn? Um, You want me to come and like speak publicly? And it was Mm -hmm. one of the most fun things. And then after you go through the process of designing these things or learning a new skill so that you can implement it for that request, then you've got it prepared. Like you're you're well-versed on it for the next project and you can start to include it in what you do, especially if it's something that you really love. If I had done a lunch and learn and hated it, I would never. Totally, right. You're like, oh, I don't do those anymore. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. I've done it, not doing it again. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. 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 So recently I learned that I do not love um, putting up vinyl lettering on windows because there's just all those tiny little bubbles that come in there and I'm too much of a perfectionist. I, oh, I can't even look at it. No, I, so I don't do those anymore. (laughs) I'll paint it, but I'm not doing the vinyl. Yeah. I I think I would be the same. I don't think I would like to do that either. The thought of trying to affix big sticky vinyl letters perfectly to the window. No. Gives me gives me so much anxiety about getting it wrong or excellent. Oh my gosh! I spent more time with the level on that project. Oh my gosh! No. <laughs> um, okay, so I have some rapid fire questions for you. Feel free to um, elaborate if you'd like. Okay. But I'd just like to know, like, what are your comforts? What are your like creature comforts? Things that make you feel calm or chill when you really, really need that comfort. Yep. This is going to sound weird, but Green Day music. I blast Green Day. They, <laughs> they're my favorite band from, you know, junior high and high school. Um, and if I'm just like upset about something or anxious, oh, they get blasted. My kids even know if they hear it blasting, they'll know, oh, mom, mom needs this right now. Just give her her time. Yeah. <laughs> You know, I love doing this podcast so much. I've been talking to so many people that I know, but all these things are coming out that I don't know about all of you amazing people. And I love (laughs) to know that you love Green Day. Um, My next question for you was, 
um, about music and which music like helps you chill out, calm down, get grounded. So do you have a particular song that you really like to put on? Um, there are a few different, so it's funny, I'll be in different moods. So sometimes I'll listen to like praise and worship music. If I just want that chill kind of vibe or it's some kind of Jason Mraz or something like that, where it's very, you know, fun. Um, but a lot of times I just listen to green day and just kind of rock out and sing while I'm putting together chalkboards. <laughs> That's so fun. Well, if I ever visit you and I hear that music on, I'll, I'll know how to support you. Tread lightly. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have any foods that when you eat them just bring you comfort? Oh man, anything with pesto on it right now has been oh, so good. Yeah, I love to make a turkey melt with pesto. It's so delicious. Yeah. That sounds really good. Now there's something special about warm sandwiches. Toasted <laughs> and- buttery bread. <laughs> to it I'm all about it and another question for you is if you could go back and tell yourself something when you started your business what would you go back and tell yourself yeah I would tell myself that you don't have to know it all right now because you're gonna learn as you go and it's okay to not know everything right now you know I think so many times when I don't know if it's just a lot of women in general um, that I've learned about that we tend to hold ourselves back when we don't have all the puzzle pieces figured out yet, that we don't know all the how, you know? Um, So I would say it's, you're going to evolve. You're going to learn as you go. And it's okay to take that step, take, just keep taking the next step. Mm, that is such good, good advice. I can relate. That hits close to home. Anything else that you wanted to share with us today, Natalie? I would just encourage you to just try. You know, there's so many times when we hold ourselves back and we are afraid of what people are going to say or what might happen, what might go wrong, you know, to really try to focus on what might go right. What, how might this actually work? You know, how might I be able to go part-time, you know, and really just starting to ask that question and really start to believe that, Hey, this, this could actually work, you know, having, you know, positive affirmation, maybe it's every morning you start to think about here's what might happen. Um, I try to just surround myself with good influences. So I'm very intentional with the people that I hang out with, the people that I talk to, um, the books that I read, the music that I listen to, you know, it's, it's very intentional to just bring in good and positive encouraging. Yep. That is. And the what ifs, the what ifs of life, like exploring, adventuring, having fun with, exploring your passions as you have and learning new things. It's so impactful. Thank you so much for being here today, Natalie. It was great to have an opportunity to talk to you, to learn more about you. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. I love what you're doing for everyone. And you're such a beautiful, positive light in this world. And I'm so glad that you're shining. 
Well, thank you so much. See you soon. <laughs> Bye-bye. Just another thank you to Natalie Siebert for being today's guest. You can learn more about Natalie and Shine Your Light Design at shineyourlightdesign.com. You can also find her under this handle on Instagram and Facebook. I hope you all go out into the world today with strength, bravery, and kindness. Thanks so much again, Natalie. A big thank you to Brad Parsons for editing and producing this episode. He's with train sound studios and a big thanks to camille bloom for the beautiful song that accompanies this episode thanks everyone